is a really big podcast. So big. A podcast. And a marvelous maximum Monday to you, Chunkies. As you can hear, there's already something a little special provided for you here on this first maximum Monday. What to expect today? To today and what to expect today. to today? Things like that. Yeah. How fun yeah. are we having? How, how cool. much fun are we how having? Fun are we having? <laughs> how fun are we having? How fun are we having? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a little bit of just an appreciation of mm. Mini Monday, a celebration of Mini Monday. Yeah. Which you can't really do in a mini way. It needs to be maximum. Uh, the way I would like to start the actual can episode. It, can it be by saying who you are? Is by I was going to do that. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah, okay. I had realized I didn't said it yet. I'm yeah, Carter, and I I am the largest Doge imaginable yeah. to celebrate Maximum Mini Monday. And I am George Mungus. George Mungus. Isn't that one of the great old ones? If I comprehend George Mungus, my brain turns to goo. Yeah, he's part of the final boss rush in Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah. You need the jellyfish ashes to defeat. No, that's Elden Ring. That's Elden Ring, but it's okay. It's okay. Oh, okay, it's not the fake it's thing. It's fine. <laughs> Throughout this episode, we're going to be doing what's in the box. So I'll introduce that now. Ooh. What's in the box is a fun thing that we get to do. No, I promise what's inside is not. If you haven't seen seven for for the next three seconds, turn the volume all the way down. It's yeah. not Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Okay. You're back. I don't think okay. anybody has ever listened to a movie podcast that has not seen seven. <laughs> yeah, well, it's maybe. Not, it is we might not, find out. <laughs> it's not her head, but it is one of her nasty candles from Goop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Goop. One of the scented, scented obviously. Uh, but before we do any of that, Doge, sure. mm-hmm. we're we're really we're really leaning into mm. our Discord uh, during this episode yeah. in terms of these people that have, I mean, given us lots of money, and why not help them out a little bit? Uh, but yeah. we do want to have them involved to an extent. We did have a request, a very strong request, specifically for Doge when I had yeah, first yeah, yeah. introduced that we were doing maximum a mini Monday. And that request was from let me let me pull this up. I think it was Houston. Do we get to say their tags on here or not? Yeah, sure. sure. Houston tags. from Houston. Houston yeah. from Houston. In all caps, said, "Please, for the love of all things, make Doge do a full-throated McGonagall impersonation." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, I, I beg you. It's all I desire. There is no dopamine you know hit quite like the mainline <laughs> effect of protect your school in my ears. Doge, would you please do this for Houston? Yeah, I'm gonna need that. Oh my goodness, guys! I just googled it. She doesn't say "protect your school." What does she fine. say? That's a common movie thing. Yeah. Okay, it's a common movie thing. What it's does Luke, she say? I am your father all over again. She says, "Man the ba- man the boundaries, protect us. Do your duty to our school." And then she's like, oh. "I always wanted to use that spell." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, no, the one I'm the one I'm going to hit yeah, you with. It's not yeah. "Hello, Clarice," right? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's uh, just a little. It goes a little something like this: "Defend your school." <laughs> Yeah, that was very good. I've always wanted to use that spell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sort of turned into like a flirty schoolgirl thing there at the very end. (laughs) Do you know what? She is winking at the statues when she says that, and I think it's because she's into them. She's into the statues. That's why she wanted to use that spell. She's like, I don't care what you guys. Yeah, they're probably the same. Be crazy. So come find me after you defend this school. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's the, yeah. We're going to go McGonagall the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nighttime energy. People are going to be like, dang, Nighttime Maggie Smith. Nighttime energy. 
<laughs> Guys, I have a I have a specific mini Monday quiz for you on this Maximum Monday. Ooh. Oh. I went Ooh. deep into the archives of Mini Monday, which has wow. seen many, 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 many episodes. And many, 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 many episodes. You're not, I hope you're not going to like ask us to guess what things happen in what episode. No, no, there no, is not no, specifically. Okay. No, that would be fun. And I did toss that around in my noggin. <laughs> but one of the fun things that I found is within these first 10 episodes of Mini Monday, we had played three games that still are played today. Also, fun fact... In March, in a mid-March episode in 2019, we talked about how Amazon would be doing a Lord of the Rings series. And here we sit wow. in 2022 where it's about to happen. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of fun. And we're all so excited about it. <laughs> what three games were introduced within the first 10? Three games that stuck were yeah. introduced within the first 10 episodes. One of these was episode one. Wow. We work yeah. together and lock it in, right? Yeah, we. I think that's Let's right. Let's do that. Um, uh, a star credit. was born. Uh, it's definitely a star was born. Star was born. Lock, Lock, it in. Lock it in. I'm comfy with that. Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. A star was born was played yes. episode two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Extra credit, I believe. Extra credit. Yeah. You want to lock, Lock that it in? in. Lock yeah. it in. Lock in extra credit. Ironically, bong, bong. That's something yeah, we no, hear a lot during extra credit. completely. That did not happen within the first, though it does stay with us for a long time. You know, it's like that friendship that you're like, we've only been friends for Three years? Are you serious? Uh, do we have a Rumple? No, not Rumple. Rumple was so. later. That's a part of Gen 2. I mean, what's in the box? No If we way. consider that a game. Like no a bit, way. like it a recurring right? bit. Yasser Pass, I think, is one. Oh, That's yeah. Yasser Pass was a big one. Yasser Pass. Yeah, Yasser Pass, lock it let's in. Let's lock that in. Bong, bong. Oh, my goodness. Hey, what do we do on Mini Monday? That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure what's in the box was an early okay. ad. Yeah, let's try it. Let's give it a shot. It started what's in the box? With just essentially our Instagram. You'll get three yeah. strikes. You've got one already? We, we have two, two strikes already. Two strikes. Oh, you have two strikes already. Let's do what's in the yeah. box. I feel good about that. So hang on. I just want to point out that we're about to lose a game about the games that we usually hey, lose. Doge? Hey, Doge. Mm. Hey, Doge, real quick. Of course we are. Yeah, that tracks. What's in the box? Lock it in. Lock it in. Bong, bong. We will go into the box right after this little segment, but the other two were Rank You Very Much. Oh, was oh, introduced wow. within the first 10 that episodes. Early. And episode one was our first ever draft of Box Office Ball. Oh, episode my one goodness. of Mini wow. Monday was the introduction of the rules of and the draft wow. of Box Office Ball, which we somehow managed to do in about 18 minutes. What? So <laughs> Mini Mondays. Wow. You know, with inflation, the, the things sure. get, things get bigger. That's that's in the wow. name. So you got you got sometimes up upwards of thirty minutes of show on a mini Monday, but it's still only about eighteen minutes of real content. Sure, right, sure, absolutely. Let's go into the box here just a little bit for what's in the box. This question, oh, this one's fun. This question for what's in the box comes from Cam Hayes Eleven. What's your favorite college memory? In what's Ooh. in the box, they can ask us anything. Hmm. Favorite college I, memory? I'm ready, 100% ready. Okay, go. I know exactly what this is. And it's, favorite is a weird thing because like I met my wife in college. Aw, so sweet. But a good college memory to share on this podcast that I don't think I've shared before is, uh, we, Carter, I'm pretty sure you were at our apartment and Jordan and I had just left campus to go meet you and some other friends there. Uh, and we decided to drive through McDonald's at night, Jordan, oh, do you no. remember this yes, story? I, I this. can't believe I haven't told this on the show before. <laughs> it's a very good story. 
Jordan and I have <laughs> just, we've come off a long fraternity meeting. We were on like leadership on our fraternity, whatever. It's it a was huge a deal. practice. It's a huge deal. It's a great honor. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, we had just come off kind of a long meeting, a long rehearsal for this musical that we'd written that we were about to perform. Uh, and Jordan, we were just drained. We're like, I would love a 20 piece McNugget <laughs> for $5. I've already eaten dinner. I think two times in this day already, <laughs> but I'm 20. So I'm like, yeah, 20 more McNuggets, please. Thank that you. Still, so, still doesn't affect you yet. Yeah. I know we drove through the drive through, uh, and, uh, I didn't want to order for both of us. Um, or maybe I wasn't getting it. Regardless, I don't know why Jordan was yelling across me to the drive-through speaker, but he absolutely was yelling across me because I remember I'm sitting in my chair, like white knuckling the armrest, crying, laughing at him because Jordan got a little tongue tangled. Uh, and he, they rolled down the window like, welcome to McDonald's. It's 11 PM. What would you like? And he screams across me, McNuggles. And she was like, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, 20. And she's like, 20 what? And he goes, 20 McNuggles. 20 McNuggles. McNuggles, 20 piece McNuggles. He just kept saying McNuggles over and over <laughs> again to this. Times? To this like, it's like this. my brain broke, dude. This poor woman working at McDonald's is <laughs> like, I guess I got up. Well, yeah. <laughs> after you screamed McNuggles at her six times. Yeah. She's like, I guess I got to go cook this kid some McNuggles. I don't know. I yeah. think about that. Every time I see a McDonald's, <laughs> every single time. Oh, oh man, goodness, that's great. Yeah, that's great. You know, I also met my wife in college, but I feel like that's a lame answer. Uh, yeah, that's not interesting to anybody. There's a lot of really, really good ones. I have a lot of uh, a lot of great friends and a lot of really, really good memories from college. Uh, honorable mention would be when Carter found out that none of us had seen. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, and he was Ooh, just like, yeah. he was just like, cancel Friday. I'm coming over, <laughs> and we were like, okay. And then he made all of us watch Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> which was beautiful. Um, no, actually, my, uh, it's weird. I'm a secret sap. You've probably figured that out if you've listened to the podcast. I'm deep down somewhere, like a sappy, sentimental, nostalgic type person. Occasionally, my probably one of my favorite memories from college is after. Uh, it, it also revolves around spring sing as so many of our fondest memories do because it was yeah. so much hard work together and yeah. a lot of like creativity. If, you, if you're not in the know, I mean, I guess we've talked about it before on the show, but basically our college hosted a competition every year among Greek life of like writing and performing original musicals, which if you've listened to the show, you know, that's like totally our wheelhouse. That's the way we love to be creative together is yeah. by like telling stories together and that kind of thing. So, so this is- a ton of fun with that. Yeah. The, the, the four of us, Adam, Adam was heavily involved in all that stuff too. And so it was just a ton of fun. But I remember one year uh, we had our first loss in history and um, we ended up finding out that it may have not been such a such a wholesome situation uh, that caused <laughs> us to lose. And I remember Doge and I like pacing furiously and Carter called him and was like, I'm coming over, chill. And Carter <laughs> came over and we sat at a picnic table in our apartment complex and he was just yeah. like, hey, oh, wow. he goes, he goes, guys. Let it go. It doesn't matter. It was the best couple of months of college. Yeah. Enjoy it. It's fine. And yeah. I just remember being like, hmm, good talk down. Yes. Good talk down. <laughs> and it was just Which, such a sweet moment of like uh, from fury yeah. to like, Ugh, yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> he's right. Yeah. I just remember that so fondly that I could see it in my head sitting at that picnic table. 
That's very sweet. Mine are neither as sentimental or probably funny. I, As long as we're in them, that's okay. Yeah, as long as you probably are, and you'll have to tell me if you yeah. are. <laughs> but my favorite memory is, is probably a running collection of uh, things that I did kind of themed here. But I am a big fan of just what I would call social experiments of just using the environment and doing subverting expectations. I even teach it now, which is funny, and I use this as an example, but there's something called the expectations violations theory to where a certain scenario or a certain environment, a certain relationship has told you that this won't happen and it does, and it's how you cope with that. For me, it's a collection of destroying people's food without Uh, them anticipating it. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm a part of this memory. Okay, so that's the thing. I did it a lot. I had a couple chicken sandwiches punched to death. How many McNuggles punched to death, though? That's the real question. (laughs) How many McNuggles? So, I mean, mid-bite of a cookie or something, I'd just slap it out of your hand and who knows where it went and just try and keep walking. (laughs) But little things like that were so fun because it lent itself to an environment that kind of allowed that. That was another special thing about college I think for all of us, especially with things like the mini Monday theme song came around organically. I think one of the first nights that we were going and we just harmonized, which kind of was our group of friends. You could have a five part harmony at any moment and you just don't really get that anymore. So yeah. Thank you for that. Ask on what's in the box. Yeah, that's I a good question. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. question. That was a great that made question. Me feel, that made me feel like really nostalgic and warm inside now. Isn't it? Isn't it special? I feel old. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Back, back in the late 1900s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So I have a few things here planned for us specifically. And again, these were things that were asked. Uh, podcast villain Dill... Dill the Destroyer, his mm-hmm. name is, oh. I believe, mm-hmm. in... Ugh. This is my brother-in-law, Dillman, who really does sound like a Nickelodeon villain. Yeah, I wouldn't even claim um, him, though, for all the Roger mean Klotz. things he's Dillman, done. Dillman probably hung out with Roger Klotz. Um, <laughs> he wanted some hot takes. Yeah, yeah. He said, be thinking of some hot takes. And I have a couple, uh, and I'll say my first. I think how I define a hot take when we talk about movies, these are the opinions that... Uh, Maybe are semi countercultural. Sure. Uh, yeah. The kind of thing that you want to put your foot down. And again, this is in the spirit of, you know, love what you love. We, we ask people to do that. Yeah. And so I think one of the best things, too, about this podcast is having strong opinions about things. Yeah. And I would say one of my hottest takes is I felt weird uh, hearing everybody's opinion coming out of The Last Jedi when it was a mm. movie that I genuinely very much enjoyed. Yeah, that is yeah. A bad, uh, I bad totally take. understand. Oh, hot, take. Hot, take. <laughs> hot take. Yeah. <laughs> I totally understand everybody's argument uh, that it didn't quite fit. Uh, it sure. felt like its own standalone thing. And maybe in another universe, that's all it was. But Star Wars I, fanfic, yeah. I had a lot of fun in that movie. Mm. And I would say The Last Jedi <clears throat> is in my top four of the Skywalker saga, hmm. right there at number four. Yeah. Which is way higher than a lot of people, I would assume. Yeah. Much higher than so. me. So that's one of my hot takes. Uh, sure. And then I'll let you guys have, uh, let's share some of y'all. No, I also have two. So this is good. We can go one at a time. I, uh, I have one, but I can think of another. I have lots of strong opinions that people yeah. don't agree with. Do you want me to go first to give you time or do you want to go next so no, you have I'll, even more time? So yeah, I'll spend, I'll spend my known quantity and then search for the unknown quantity. I love that about you. My known hot take is that Avatar 2 is my most anticipated movie oh, of yeah, 2022. That's so stupid. I, I kind of love it. 
That's a terrible I take. Am I love that. So excited for this movie for a couple of reasons. Number one, as a tech demo, Avatar is unbelievably impressive. 2009, sure. that CG is very good. And yeah. as a young boy, 2009, that is wild. Right. When that came out, I loved it. I was all over it. I was like, this is incredible. The strength of the story is non existent. The CG is absolutely unbelievable and pioneered the, the past decade that we've enjoyed of cinematic stuff. Like Avengers Endgame, like one of my favorite movie experiences of all time, would not have been possible without the pioneering CG work of Avatar. Sure. Yeah, it's valid. Avatar 2 has been in gestation since 2010. We've been trying for 12 years to make this movie. I'm so classic Cameron. I don't buy I am that. Like, I don't buy that for a kind single of, second. I'm well, because Disney bought it and then Disney bought Fox. And they're like, surprise, we got it anyway. Uh, but I'm kind of dispassionately interested in it on one side to be like, how are they going to convince people to care about Sam Worthington and Zoe Saldana's characters from Neither Avatar? Neither of whom I believe were in the trailer, by the way. They were both in the trailer that nobody remembers. They were not in the trailer themselves, but their Navi forms were in the trailer. Oh, I didn't. I guess I forgot what Sam Worthington's Navi form looked like. Yeah, no, Jake Sully and Probably Nick Tiri were a both. Bad movie. It's it's a very impressive movie. Yeah, Jake Sully and Nick Tiri were both in the trailer. Uh, I, nobody cares about them as characters. Nobody no. like how are they going to sell Avatar: The Way of Water, and then also tie it into the next two sequels that are planned and in production currently, and then. There's the 2009 part of my brain that's like, dude, you loved this last time. Imagine what's going to happen now when it is like a James Cameron passion project. When James Cameron shows up, James Cameron shows up in a major way. Passion project, my behind. I agree. I It is my most anticipated movie of 2022. You know what else? I think he's passionate about that paycheck. I, I'm sure he is. and I, He's passionate about water. And since this one has water in it. My dude loves water. My dude loves big water. Yeah, big water. Um, I don't completely retweet that. I think it is a hot take that that's your most (laughs) anticipated. Yeah, that's wild. This is a huge year for movies. And that that's your most anticipated is I stand by it. I realize this about myself. Here's an interesting thing. Outside of Titanic, which obviously grossing multiple... Cameron is big into multiple releases. He kind of feels like he wants to be in all the record books. But sure, I think he's going to topple in. He, he does with this some one. of his best like movie work with sequels, Aliens, yep. Judgment, Terminator Day. Two. Yeah, so yep. maybe it's that sequel heat. I don't know. Give us a hot take, Jordan. Yeah, I'm, I was trying to decide which one to start with. I'm going to start with this one. Um, I don't think Tom Hanks is a very good actor. <laughs> I think that he's had a couple good roles. <laughs> And for the most part, just sort of plays charming and milk toast. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's why I wanted to start with that one. <laughs> that's hot, dude. I'm feeling the yeah, heat right now. And, and by the way, by the way, I do I like Tom Hanks sure. a lot. I just don't think he's like a prestige actor that he gets lumped in with. I mean, it's it's Keanu. Like he is Tom Hanks every single time. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? He he never dis- he never does anything that's not just Keanu on a screen. Uh, I'm talking about Keanu never does anything that's not Keanu. Right? Yes. You know what exactly. I mean? Yes. Tom and Hanks. I, I think Tom is the same way. Tom Hanks is a missile. When you point Tom Hanks in the right direction, he's going to fulfill that role because he's playing Tom Hanks. If you have him playing anything but Tom Hanks, the one time it's he does Gump. this, 
is Forrest okay. Gump, which is obviously amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forrest Gump is an incredible movie, and he delivers an unbelievable performance. I'm not saying yeah. he's not capable. The terminal's of it. good, I'm but saying, it's not even. It's not. Yes. It's it's yeah. I think Tom Hanks. Well, is that is such a spicy an, an take. An okay actor, ninety yeah. percent yeah. of the time. It's and a great person and fun to watch, hundred percent of the time. My second hot take is a little time. bit diluted because it's one that I actually formulated on this podcast. Another shout out to what Two Chunks has done for me is just being in these conversations that other people get to hear. This is the kind of stuff that used to happen with us all of the time. To where I respect Doge and Jordan's opinion enough that it's not always that. I'll kind of pick up something that they lay down, but it's kind of like I discover something because I'm with them. That's totally. the power of like being in totally. a group. My mind changes live on this podcast constantly. It was on this podcast that I discovered that I feel very similarly about Ben Affleck. Mm. That he's yeah. not a good actor. Now, he's a great Hollywood star. Sure. Yeah. But oh, he's not a good actor. Yeah. Right. If he gets to be stoic and brooding, wonderful. Gone Girl is one of his best movies. All yeah, he has Girl to do is town, be a tough yeah. read. Somebody wrote it for him. And if he just just be himself, like in Boston, when he doesn't have to act like an act- actor and just naturally be what he was when he was 16, like yeah. in Goodwill Hunting, great. Like in, uh, what else was there? Oh, Sorry, I didn't understand, but I found something else. Do you want to know why Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the website humansandnature.org, they say, there are probably as many reasons to hunt as there are hunters, but the core reasons can be reduced to four. To experience nature as a participant, to feel an intimate, sensuous... Are you going to get most dangerous gamed right now? ...for one's food, and to acknowledge our kinship with wildlife. See, they left out bloodlust. Yeah. And that's weird. That's that's usually the number Un- one. Unsatiable, yeah. <laughs> unsatiable thirst for death. Yeah, <laughs> when when the hunger overtakes a man, he must kill. I know it's insatiable. The town is what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somehow, I don't even want to say it again because it Google. was scary. But yeah, it's Ben Affleck good. is not a good actor. Sure. Yeah, I think that that oh, is. I think that that is totally valid. Yeah. yeah, and I think I agree. I think if outside of a select few roles, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Go ahead, uh, Doge. Did you find another one? Yeah, my final spicy one is one that we have arrived at as a podcast. So it's probably not spicy between the two of you guys. But I think if I said this to somebody who did not listen to our show, particularly this episode, they'd be like, you're the craziest person I've ever met. Regina George is a top five movie villain of all time. Oh, yeah. That's 100%. That's an easy easy cosign. Sure. We all agree because we arrived at this together on our Mean Girls episode. Yeah. But like if I if, if I just met a random person on the street and well first of all that's a wild thing to say to a stranger but <laughs> what's second up of all, man I'm it, Doge and I think Regina hey, George dude, is a top I just five need you to know what I think about Regina George <laughs> it's yeah. very important to me that you understand this yeah no further elaboration required because you guys agree with me I have one more hot take. oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, uh, this was made for Jordan <laughs> I, well I've only done one oh I got a second yeah Tom Hanks was your first one it just flooded it yeah, flooded my, my mind first one. <laughs> it was yeah. so like hot it was too hot amount of hot takes. <laughs> this one might be pretty hot as well. Um, Let me just say that I feel like something you love is blowing up people's spots with hot takes about things. My sister says I like to throw grenades and watch people try and get out of the that's way. That's an eight on the Enneagram <laughs> for all you Ennea heads out there. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that's probably it. Um, I, in the conversation of greatest media, specifically movies for this con- for, for this context, I don't think most 
older films even have a place in the conversation whoa, anymore. Whoa, okay. Wow. I think that there are standouts that stand the test of time. And sure. I think that there are a lot of older movies that deserve the credit for the boundaries that they pushed to allow us to have the movies that we have today. But I think a modern seven is better than an old 10, 90% of the time. Interesting. I think we have raised the bar so much in mm. what we expect a movie to do both visually and like narratively that we have surpassed even the best attempts. So, there are words, like you look at something like a Ben-Hur where it's like so many extras, so much stuff happened and it was this monumental task to make the movie. Yeah. And that is so impressive. And I would rather watch Transformers. I feel the same way about the Beatles. And this might be spicy too, where it's like- I was just about to bring I up love, the Beatles. I love what you've done and that you have paved the way for me to get here. And now turn it off, please, because Dua Lipa's album from two years ago That's is funny. better than anything That's they ever put out. Uh, what do you define as old? Wow. <laughs> Just, I think that's an ever-shifting well, thing, like right? I'm TCU, saying as we... <laughs> yeah. I grew up with that. I'm saying as we move forward... Me too. Older stuff will naturally be worse. The best of the best stands the test of time. It has been made timeless. Can like I give what? you a... Like, name I, a name a old that's been made timeless. Uh, yeah, I mean, even looking back into, like, the 70s, you look at something like Star Wars that has withstood the test okay. of time. It looks hokey and it's cheesy, yeah. but it is beloved because of those things. You know what okay. I mean? Um, but if you look back at, I mean, I would even say, uh, I have no reverence for Citizen Kane virtually whatsoever. Um, I, I've, I've, I've never watched it all the way through. It was, I'm, I plan to try. Um, but I mean, like Prisoners beats that movie to a pulp in the middle of the street and leaves it begging for breath. Like it's Dude, not you, even close. You are, we are losing subscribers. You asked for hot takes. hot takes. I'm giving you hot <laughs> takes. Do you? We, hot we, take. don't, we could. We could honestly, honest to God, look at me and tell me that you would rather watch Citizen Kane than Marvel than Avengers Endgame. Well, I sure. can't. I can't honestly wouldn't tell you. you that. Wouldn't you? Would you rather read a comic book than the Bible? No, <laughs> that's a lie. So can I do a little subtext here? Like a little subheading? Can, sure. So I do yeah. think that there are some genres in the hot take that I agree with about what you've said here. It is, it is yeah, the yeah. clumping of it's all of them. It's all situational. Time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's how you make a hot take. It's I all situational. Some of the best comedy in movie history is long past, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So, and thrillers have been pretty on top most of the time. But we do have a very different- Well, kind. and best- Best is quite subjective. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, of course. I love of like that. How take. are we I measuring this? Though. You didn't ask. You didn't ask for a calm, measured, nuanced. No, no you discussion. said a hot you take. You asked for a it. hot take that's going to make Dillman that, either be, mad or go. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that is what Dillman said. <laughs> it's time to go back into the box, and this one comes oh, from please. very simply Emma. She's kind of our share, kind of our prince of the yes, Discord. The, yes. with the single name, Jewel. Madonna. Madonna. Absolutely. Emma asks. What's your favorite thing about each of the pod boys, including oh, I wanted yourself? To end it. What is your favorite thing? <laughs> favorite thing about each of the pod boys, including yourself. Wow. Man, my counselor Yikes. would love to tune in. Oh my goodness. I'll start I with my favorite this. thing about me. I okay. <laughs> let's all go around and start there. Let's all go around and start there. <laughs> um uh, that's just really awkward. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm high off of counseling and learning how to be attuned to my own feelings and know about myself. Sure. I think I'm a good listener. Um, 
One of my favorite things about Jordan, he has, I would say, of all of the people I know, and that's another favorite thing about me is I know a lot of people. Uh, Jordan has an enthusiasm that is incredibly contagious in a, in a wonderful way. I think uh, about anything. I think I would be down to be introduced and trust him enough to be introduced to anything. Just before we started recording, he was telling me about a video. And there's something too about his enthusiasm for other people's things that they get excited about. It felt very pointed towards the things that I love. And I felt like he knew that quickly. So that's one of my favorite things oh, about for sure. My favorite thing about Doge right now, it changes, is like, I'm not going to say crippling, <laughs> but like Doge has a genuine kindness that I think comes through on the pod most times uh, that is along with this uh, desire for excellence. And so it's kind of this thing of like, I want to create something that everybody can enjoy together because I love them all. Uh and but I really want to make sure that everybody enjoys it, uh, which is which is so great and makes me so sad. I've never had anything that you've cooked, which feels like a surrogate for the things yeah, that I love shocking. about you. And so, yeah, I think um, well, let's have to rectify. We'll that have this to rectify summer. it this summer. I think there's been situations before where Doge has to reveal something that's a very tiny thing uh, to most people, but he bubble wraps it in a way of like. <laughs> it's a tumor. Like you feel like that's what you might be hearing when ultimately <laughs> right. it's like, hey, the podcast is going to release late this week. But when late, by late, yeah. he means 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, that feels super I, pointed. I mean, it is. Yeah, there's there's so many times where Doge is like, I know about, it's yeah, going to be so what tough. What I love about you. But like, <laughs> I really, I just wanted to let be, I wanted you guys to hear it from me first and not find uh, out somewhere else. But um, <laughs> our audio is a little quiet this week. Yeah. And then I listen <laughs> to the right. podcast and I'm like, okay. Sounds normal to me. Real ignorant. <laughs> um, I think my I think my favorite thing about me is I think I think that I like I think I have a skill set that maybe not very many people have, which is to create something from nothing in situations. Like I I get I, raised eyebrows a lot when I say that like one of my favorite activities is doing nothing with people because I feel like you get to know them the best when you're Welcome just like. To two Sitting, yeah. right. Yeah. And so I, I Welcome just- Welcome to this episode. <laughs> I just think that like pulling activity or conversation from thin air is like a skill set of mine. And yeah. I, I really like that about myself. I'll retweet that. I, I agree yeah. with that. It lets me, I just I'm glad you desk so Glad you hard. lead the Tuesday episode. Yeah. That's one of my biggest reliefs in the world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, after leading the, the Patreon bonus episodes, I'm so glad you guys do the Monday <laughs> and the Tuesday. I hate being in that driver's seat. Oh, yeah. No, me too. I hate control and like all that stuff is no good. But <laughs> um, okay. My favorite thing about Carter is Carter has a binding ability unlike anybody I've ever met. Carter has this unique ability to be like, you two are glued together because of me. You yeah. five are glued together because of wow. me. And even if you... Even if you're mad at each other, you will respect one another because you will hurt my feelings if you don't do that. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and it's just like this, it's like this insane like glue of life that Carter has to just be able to be like, and I have chosen you, so you are stuck with me forever. <laughs> and I love it. I oh, love it. It's so good. It's that inoculation to have um, me replace someone on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice, Jordan. Um, and then 
I think my favorite thing about Doge is Doge is the perfect creative partner because Doge, uh, for all of his creative ability, desperately wants to, uh, he doesn't uh, hitch his wagon. Sounds like he wants to ride on other people's tailcoats. Doge wants you to ride on his tailcoats. Is what it is. <laughs> like Doge is like I'm about ninety percent of the way done with this idea. Do you <laughs> yeah. want to do the last ten and take all the yeah. credit for it? And it's like, yeah, I guess. I don't yes. know. Like, don't you want That's some of the credit? So He's good. like, no, just do the rest of it. Just just write your name on the top and turn it in. I don't it's really like, want to talk thing. about I've, it. I've with made anyone. this dinosaur costume. You glue, you glue the tail on and go out there. <laughs> Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, that I, actually that happened. happened. That's spring straight sing. up How many happened. times are we going to talk about spring sing? <laughs> Put enough monkeys in a room with enough typewriters, they're going to talk about spring yeah. sing eventually. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> My favorite thing about me, God, this is the worst thing I've I ever this had was to do be. I love that. I just your tone and the pace. I was like, he hates this. My favorite thing about me is I think in the discussions on this show, I think I'm... I think I'm good at stepping outside my stance and trying to find something a little more objective. I think I'm good. And you guys might disagree with this. I would love you to tell me if you do. I think I'm good at stepping out of the way that I feel about a movie and seeing like maybe somebody feels that it was supposed to be like this. Yeah, I would maybe say somebody the fifth is element looking probably at this. is a good example of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with that. <laughs> the episode we relitigated because of yeah. your staunch stance. <laughs> yeah, I want to say words to you right now that I'm not allowed to say on a tweet podcast. <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think you're mostly right. That's great. My favorite thing about uh, Carter is that Carter knows when to be, uh, when to fan the flame and when to douse the flame. Yeah, that's true. Really huh. well. Uh, I think with me specifically. Um, but like even in that story Jordan shared about college earlier, like Carter knew exactly to be like, hey, this isn't worth something getting worked up about. Yeah, because he knew we would uh, burn the school down if he was right. if he but said also, the word. <laughs> but also when Melissa allegedly, allegedly, allegedly yoinked our idea for Feliz Navidad. TM, TM, TM. Yeah. Carter was very much like, no, we can't, I'm not going to pour water on this spark. I'm going to fan this flame. We have to follow this. We have to try and get in touch with her. I think Carter has a really good sense on, on at least on the show, on our energies and how to best direct and kind of shepherd those energies into making something that's a really, really good show and really true to who we are. So you're saying I'm the gas, you're the brakes, and Carter is the foot. That's <laughs> I think so. He decides which one to push. <laughs> um, so good. Thank you. My favorite thing about Jordan is that Let's take he, an ad break. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That was very both, good. Uh, both on the show and in real life, Jordan uh, is one of the few people willing to to challenge me and not back down from challenging me because I am, I mean, I'm a talker. I've done over 400 episodes of a little <laughs> podcast you may have heard of called Two Chunks and a Hunk. Uh, and I can sort of talk my opinion into truth with most folks that I meet. Um, I feel like you boys, Jordan in particular, I cannot talk my opinion into truth, <laughs> which is good sometimes and incredibly frustrating other times. Sure. Um, but I think that helps me be better. I think that helps our show be yeah. better. I am thankful Aww. for the combo. We're so sweet. And we talk about it every time, almost every time we record, but also especially, especially when we have our like annual gettings together. Cause I see a lot of the things that we said we liked about each other 
coming up within 10 minutes of us talking about planning a year for content we love and people yeah. we love, which is you chunkies. Uh, but I think one of the most special things about it is uh, I never was afraid to repeat anything. And it didn't feel like anything was repetitive of like, well, I don't want to yeah. say the same thing for this other person. And that's just the cohesiveness there. I love it. Speaking mm-hmm. of, these weird, these weird mini Monday type of things always get so sappy with I love the it. three of us. We're always, it's, it's always just like a full episode of, it's a full episode of us being like, I just, I uh, love yeah. you guys so much. You must, wasn't, <laughs> isn't that the boiled down essence of our friendship though? It's like movies, movies, no, movies, I, silly, 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 fart, fart, fart. But seriously, I would die. <laughs> but seriously, seriously, you need anything, I'll drop everything. <laughs> Oh, it's I would, so I would good. light myself on fire to make sure your day was fine. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go wipe my tears and we're going to have an ad break. Yeah, great. Wipe them with money. With money. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chunky's welcome back to our maximum welcome. Monday. Welcome. I am uh, my my heart is full, guys. I am loving my heart this, is full. By the way, good vibes. When we when we suggested doing a maximum Monday this week, there was a part of me that was like, "That is just not going to be interesting or fun." This is I'm having, I'm having a blast. A blast. Uh, one of our requests that we had on our Discord, uh, and and let me, I th- I threw my phone in exasperation because I was frustrated with my Wi-Fi. One second. Mm. Frustrated. Take my Wi-Fi, please. My Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi. Uh, it's from a movie called Borat. I do hate that, and that's not a hot take. I don't it's think anyone really likes that character. No, it's just sillies. You know who does? My wife. My wife. It's <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating. Okay. <laughs> Another request that we had was to 
talk about how movies could have been better. This is something that we've done naturally mm. on our podcast before. Uh, and I'm trying yeah. to find out who asked who asked this here. A lot of Greek mythology requests. We won't really do that. Oh, no, I That'll got you, baby. <laughs> okay, maybe it'll happen. Oh, I do have a quick one for you guys. I have a quick game. Yeah. Uh, I asked hmm. our Chunkies, and the first person to answer on Discord uh, will be the number that we use. I want each of you to choose a number between 1 and 500. This will be the only game that you can actually win, the two of you can win today. Well, well one of you will win. A number between 1 and 500, go. 371. 12. That's actually much closer than I thought it would be. The number is 173, <laughs> which is near the center, but a bit, a bit, probably like 15 closer to Jordan. Jordan, congratulations. You're the winner of the very first Maximum Monday. What do you have to say for yourself? I just, uh, I want to, I want to thank my wife. My I wife. Wanna, I want to say, how did I not win if it was 173 and I said 371? That is I'm clearly, absolutely I'm bizarre. clearly reading the tea leaves. I just had the mug upside down. That's pretty I good. really want to use this, but if I don't find the person, it's going to be sad, isn't it? I need to find the person. It was in that original thread that we did on Friday. I, I, if it's not this person, then it's just a free shout out. I want to say it was B. Taylor. It feels like it's got a B. Taylor heat on it, doesn't it? I feel it? like it's B. Taylor. Oh, yeah. I'd also love to hear some, this movie is terrible and here's how to fix it. Now, here's what I want to do. I think it's too easy to do that for us. I think it's too easy to pick a bad movie and make it better. So we're going to do a little bit of both. Yeah. I want to start hot. We're coming in right now, and I want you to tell me, how could you make the hit $1.6 billion, the last time I checked, could be more, one of the highest grossing movies of all time, best thing to come out of Phase 4 MCU, No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. How could you have made that movie better? Release it in May of this year. Ooh. Do not release it last Christmas. So you- Release Doctor Strange in the Multiverse last of Madness Christmas. in that slot. Release this this year, this May, to coincide with the 20th anniversary of Sam Raimi's 2002 Spider-Man. Look at that. I love that. And then we do not, we don't have to do the rewrites that we did to both Doctor Strange and No Way Home that made them, frankly, a little glonky Mm. to fix the fact that we had to shuffle their release order because of COVID. I love that. That might give us time to work on some of the kind of weird CG in the back half of No Way Home. That's phenomenal. Well played. I think it I think it even still works with the multiverse, with the access to the multiverse. Because Doctor Strange has right. already had a, a lot of knowledge of the multiverse from the start, has he not? Right. And it makes more sense when he says the multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. Phenomenal. Because at that point, he knows nothing about it. He's not even been to the multiverses. But imagine if he's saying that after all his many adventures with America. I love it. Well played, Jordan. How do you make No Way Home better? Yeah, that's a that's a tough question. It's a it's a pretty dang good movie. I think for me, we might have focused a little too much on the sort of middle section where we're trying to figure out what's happening. Mm. And maybe if we could have um, streamlined our figure out what's happening moments, so that we could get a little more to our. Uh, our denouement, mm-hmm. perhaps, yeah. our climax, and spend a little yeah. more time there. Uh, I think the movie would have been paced just a smidge better. It does feel like it has a bit of a lull, like roughly 50 minutes in up until like, I've only seen it the one time, so stick with me here. Yeah, but right, like 50 right, right. minutes in yeah. up until like the hour 40 mark is, it's good, but it's just a little like, 
Let's speed this up, get some other stuff. Yeah, totally. Totally. Mine's pretty simple. Uh, It's just the order of a scene uh, within that scene. So there is a moment Mm. to where we do get introduced to the other, you know, it was all the hype. It's not nearly like the uh, Professor X hype that was on Multiverse of Madness because we heard him in the trailer, but there was a lot of people Mm -hmm. in leaks of like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in No Way Home. I think we should have seen uh, Tobey's Spider-Man first. Uh, I understand Mm. semi-save the best for last, but if you had the theater experience, Andrew got a bigger uh, ovation, which is great. There's something Mm -hmm. to me that felt more impactful for the confirmation that other Spideys would be there. Because by the time we see Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, we know Toby will come. And then it's just like, oh, hey, old friend. Yeah. I think if we Mm -hmm. opened up the alleyway instead of this confused other Spider-Man that they think is Peter coming into the living room, it's just a guy walking and they have some mm-hmm. kind of MJ. And, yeah. uh, Are you a cool youth Yeah, pastor? like what's happening yeah. is he just walks through and you're like, oh my God, that's Peter Parker. That's Toby McGuire. And I don't know because I think Andrew's going to have the heat regardless. He's had a great year. Tick, tick, boom. Yeah. He's kind of everywhere. He's a big Gen Z following for his Spider-Man specifically. Huge like he is, yeah. he is a huge, huge. like iconic Spider-Man for the, the, the generation Z. Yeah. The next thing that I want to rewrite is an entire series. And here is exactly the kind of stuff that B. Taylor wanted. Yeah. One of my favorite series that you we've guys. ever done on this podcast is Twilight. Here's the thing. I had some energy here. I feel, I feel a massive energy coming from Doge's. Yeah, I'm just gonna let him Dallas. take this. I'm gonna one. let him take it too. Dozier, how do you make Twilight better? Just try. Good hey, luck. Look at me. Look at me through Zoom. Yeah. Just like think about. How how long it's going to take you to describe this? I got you. Okay. I got you. It's only like, I wrote it out on Google Docs. It's only like four, four pages. Six paragraphs. <laughs> Give it to us. <laughs> uh, it is actually. Okay. Here's what's going on in Twilight. The movie's pretty similar. Bella moves to rural Washington, but from Seattle, not from Arizona. This is important later. With her father, doesn't know anyone, the mysterious Edward Cullen, a student at her high school. He's a year older than her in school, catches her eye. Bada bing, bada boom, he's a vampire. They're in love. Extremely important. In this version, there are no other Cullens. He's been on his own for 200 years. He has come to this high school within the last three years because he keeps having to move. He keeps, he's staying ahead of something that's following him. Mm. 200 years ago, uh, this movie takes place. the people that make you graduate high school. <laughs> this movie takes escaping. place in 2006. Okay. 200 years ago, 1806. Something traumatic happens to him. He won't talk about it. Mm. Her dad, Charlie, isn't psyched that they're together, repeatedly joking, Edward, I'm going to kill you if you ever touch my daughter. You know, the funny way that dads do. <laughs> mm-hmm. The climax of the movie is obviously prom. Ed's a junior, Bella's a sophomore. They go to prom together, they leave early, go out into the woods behind Bella's house to smooch. Mm-hmm. Charlie arrives at the dance. Right Charlie arrives at the dance to pick them up. He notices they aren't there. He goes to look for them behind the house. We're building the tension in this scene. Obviously, Charlie gets spooked by a bear or something. He's got his gun with him. We're watching. We're like, he's gonna kill Ed. He's been joking about this, but something bad is gonna happen. He finds them, and the music builds and swells, and he starts crying. Charlie says he's never seen Bella this happy. Seeing them together reminds him of what he threw away, what he messed up with Bella's mom. We're building to this happy ending. The music swells. Suddenly, bang. A shot cracks through the sky. Edward falls to the ground, bleeding from his chest. Charlie tries to help him. Edward screams, go. 
Charlie ignores him. Edward's doing, uh, Charlie's doing CPR on Edward. Bella is in shock. Again, Edward screams, go. Charlie ignores him, continues to try CPR. Another shot whizzes past their heads. Edward screams, go. His face transforms like Bilbo into a vampire snarl with long fangs. Mm -hmm. And he says, you have to run. Charlie is shaken, obeys. He looks like he's seen something like this before. Edward, normal face again, turns to Bella. I will find you, he says. With inhuman speed, he vanishes into the woods, cut to black. That's Twilight. Twilight, sure. Yeah, talk to me about New Moon. Amazing. There is no such thing as New Moon. Good. The next movie is called Twilight, The Order of Artemis. (laughs) Just wait, you guys. I'm like so legitimately psyched about this idea. I can't explain how much I hate that that name. It's Twilight, The Order of Artemis. No, you guys aren't ready for the deep lore. It's been a year. No word from Edward. No idea who attacked him in the woods. Bella's just gone to junior prom with a new boy from her (laughs) biology class. Say it with me, Jacob. 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 It's summer now. It's summer now. They're going swimming as a group. Uh, Bella notices a tattoo on Jacob's chest, a bow and arrow, but the bow of the tattoo of bow and arrow is a crescent moon shape. What's that? Nothing. Jacob won't tell her. He drops her off at Charlie's house. We see a figure watching them from the woods. Waits for Jacob to leave. It's Ed back again. They haven't seen each other in a year. He and Bella share a cheerful reunion. He says, I wanted to see you one do last time. Do they smooch? Time. Hey, real quick, do they smooch though? They do smooch. Okay, you good. know oh, they be yeah. smooching. Yeah. He says, Gotta check. He says, I wanted to see you one last time. And she says, What do you mean one last time? And he says, Before it happens. <laughs> and she says, What are you talking about? He won't tell her. He looks over his shoulder, hears snarling in the woods. I've stayed too long, he says. I love you for now and forever. He dashes off, leaving Bella alone. Uh-oh, Charlie was watching. <gasps> Charlie! He oh, sees Charlie! <laughs> he sees Edward uh, exhibit his superhuman speed again. This seems to confirm what he's been thinking this whole time. He calls Bella over. He says, Bella, let's talk about that Cullen boy. We both know he's not like your other friends. Anna Kendrick, Jacob, <laughs> he's different. <laughs> I didn't want it to believe it myself, but I just can't get that night out of my mind. You know the night. Last year. Reminds me of a story your mom used to tell. And she Bella's used to like, say yeah, that. dad, I know the night you're talking about for sure. Yeah, exactly. The night my shot boyfriend got Ed. shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so th- at this point, my summary gets a little info dumpy because I was running out of time. I sat down to start this 30 minutes before we started our recording and then the muse alighted on my shoulder. Uh, and so I didn't have a lot of time to finish this. Charlie says, reminds me of a story your mom used to tell. She used to say that way back when the original explorers came through here, they sort of stirred some stuff up. They may have awoken some things. It's important to note, Edward's been on his own for 200 years. Lewis and Clark explored Washington State in 1806, the fall of 1805 and the spring of 1806, 200 years before our story takes place in 2006. Charlie says, your mom said it's now our job as their descendants to kind of protect the natural world sort of maybe undo the damage they did. She was part of a team who wanted to set things right. So Bella spends this whole movie digging into her mom. Like, what the heck? Why do I live with dad now? What is mom's deal? Turns out mom was part of a group called the Order of Artemis, named after the goddess of the hunt and of wild animals in Greek myth. There's the Greek myth. Lewis and Clark, on their expedition, discovered a wellspring of power here in the Pacific Northwest. And it was guarded by servants of Erebus, the god of shadows in Greek myth. Come on again. To keep it from falling falling into the hands of men. It's too powerful. Being the good Christians that they were, Lewis and Clark slew the demons, the servants of Erebus, save one who escaped. This is Edward. 
Phenomenal. Phenomenal. The Edward got the un- screwed on the on the Real name quick, side. shout out to Martians Are Dope who requested Doge break. Yeah. And he's, he made it specific. No, he didn't make I'm it specific. Into it. He said any of us could do it, but we all knew who he was talking to. The sure. unguarded wellspring proved too much of a temptation to the men, and they used its power to create the Lycaon, named after the first werewolf in Greek myth, to hunt the escaped servant of Erebus. They left some men from their expedition behind to oversee the Lycaon and called them the Order of Artemis. The Lycaon looked like men, but could take the shape of wolves under the full moon. Artemis is also the goddess of the moon. They're identified by their traditional tattoo marking of a bow and an arrow with a crescent moon for the bow. Uh, this will be revealed over the course of the movie, the climax of the movie. Basically, Edward came to tell Bella bye before he turns himself into the Order and the Lycaons. He figures if they kill him, it will keep Bella safe. The hunt will be over. She will be free. Her story in the movie is trying to stop this sacrifice from taking place. I'm thinking it would be pretty Romeo and juliet kind of like a poetic tragedy, to have her be the one who gets killed at the end of the movie. Maybe she can take Edward's place somehow. I want you guys to help me write this. And uh, the, the third and final movie of this... I would love it to be a Orpheus and Eurydice type thing where Edward, uh, where a servant of Erebus and a Lycaon, according to prophecy, have to descend into the underworld to save Bella. So Edward and Jacob have to team up to save Bella. And guess who tells them how to save her? It's Bella's mom, Leda Swan, current leader of the Order of Artemis and the Archmistress of the Hunt. Oh, my gosh. And then Link Boys, tell me that you wouldn't watch this. I would, but have you changed... It's fine. You got to rewrite to rewrite it to make it better for you. It's a su- listen. It's a supernatural romance story. So we still have and the that's romance. What we tried to we do. Still have the romance. Very. And at the so, end, we have all this weird like fantasy war with the Volturi yeah. and like all that stuff. Like, there's a way cleaner way to do a big weird fantasy war that doesn't end with "Oops, the battle was all a dream." That's true. My only change was going to be to make everybody say Bella's name like Bella. Yeah, same. And then Bella. That's, we have the change. same one. It yeah. makes the movie better. Yeah, uh, that's Mike true. the Nerd asks, Doge, that's brilliant. Mike the Nerd asks, who is your go-to character in Smash Brothers? I'll go first because I don't have one because I am a wild card. I These guys tell me I'm above average. I don't believe that. But no, you are. I play with like Rob and <laughs> Duck Hunt and- You make me so angry when you do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an absolute wild card. You might as well be hitting random on that, on that- uh, that collection of characters mm. on that. We actually had to do that for a while in college. Yeah, we did. Got we got too mad at each other. If we got to pick our own uh, characters. I'm, I'm a lately a Toon Link boy. Oh. It sort of changes. I mean, it definitely changes with every release. Hit him with that poop sword. With the poop sword, baby. It's that down, that uh, aerial down attack where he just does a poop sword. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, that is the, the go-to move for me. Yeah, it's going to be a Roy's our boy for this guy. Hearing you say that you would like to play as Roy elicited like a visceral reaction <laughs> in me. Where it's like, I, I hate it when he's Roy. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have to play on random. Yeah, you're going to get side aid into oblivion, my man. And I'm going to be, I'm going to throw the controller. I'm going to yeah. be so mad. Yeah. We've got another request from Houston from Houston, but this one involves you, Jordan. Do you have a game yeah. for me to play? I do. With my good friend. I do. And what a, what a perfect way to kind of close out our time too. I think it's poetic mm. in sort of a sweet saccharine sort of way. Um, we're going to play host, extra credit. You've hosted once before, right? I have. Mm-mm. I have. You have? I have, yep. There's been one extra credit time that Jordan didn't play. And mm. uh, the record is zero when Jordan's not playing. So just want to point that out. Just um, okay. anyway... As Not much we, higher than zero when Jordan is playing. That's true. As we are sort of summoning the ghosts of Mini Monday's past, I thought 
long and hard about what movie have we reviewed with the deepest possible extra credit pool for you to choose from. Because I thought about hand selecting your actors, but that's that didn't feel fair. It felt like nah, that's it felt cruel. like it is more fun. I thought about uh, making it Taylor Lautner, Betty White, and like somebody else that you guys collectively don't. <laughs> we like. could get Lautner for sure. We had a series of the only things he did for sure. Totally, you didn't hear um, the movie that you will be selecting from is, I would argue, one of the best ensemble casts of all time. It is the heistiest heist. It is Ocean's Eleven. Ooh. Ooh. The movie, it is the okay. Kevin Doge. Bacon of the movie game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Doge, yeah, yeah. Here's what I think we should do first. Okay. I don't think any of these people will have Ocean's Eleven in their top four. If there's, I agree if with there's you. one thing I've kind of learned, and you have to use kinda because the IMD algorithm yeah. is beautiful and strange and hard to grasp. Where we're imposing order on chaos. Is if a lot of people are involved, they, the, there is not a big enough piece of the pie to make your top four. Right. I think what's funny is y'all have done Matt Damon several times. And I can't remember all of the credits. <laughs> Welcome to it. <laughs> I'm actually Welcome pretty sure Matt it. Damon was in y'all's last time that you did this too. Just okay, to we won't do just that. to remind listeners, just in case there's a forget me, they get uh, they get is it four four actors, three actors, three actors, three three. They get three actors to guess their IMDb top four based on the IMDb unknowable algorithm. Every correct movie is one point. Any perfect actor is uh, five points. You get an extra credit, and you want to hit nine points to win nine or above. Hmm. Do you think, do you think we can swing at Clooney first? Wow, that's really hard. I'll swing at Clooney if we can remember right now what he won an Oscar for or what he was nominated for. It's something like Syria. What's the name of the movie that he did? Oh, God. Where he's a reporter? Because I think that's there. You do? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, I don't know. I'm happy to start with somebody else. If we want Let's to. start with somebody else. I'm. I am by no means attached to Clooney, um, except as Batman. Is there too much? Is there too much Pitt to do that one? Does Pitt just have oh, too much? Gosh. Yeah, I mean we. I'm. We got to start at some point. Pitt. We just got to go pick, pick a boy and do him. Pitt. Yeah. I'd love it. <sighs> and I feel like getting Academy Awards is huge. I think the last time y'all might have played with Brad Pitt was before he did uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and actually won an Oscar. So I think yeah. I would be bamboozled, which this game does that, if Once Upon a Time it in does. Hollywood is not in his top four. But I would be remiss to not at least one of the four guesses be that. Let's try it. Let's try Once Upon Brad a Time. Because I think we, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Once lock Upon it a Time in. in Hollywood, lock it in. Bong bong. That's phenomenal. Yeah. That tracks completely. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what I what do think place. is in there? You know what I do think is in there, weirdly enough? Troy. Oh, gross. You want to do that one now? I do think no, Troy is in there. We're not doing that four. now. We got to do Fight Club first. Okay. Let's do Fight Club and then Inglorious Bastards. Oof. And then our last Oof. guess. We can't just name them all. Okay. Fight Club, lock it in. Yeah. Lock it in. Bong bong. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Ew. Carter. <laughs> Carter.
harder. I've swam these waters Luke, before. I'd rather go in 0 and 4. I've, you do Troy, but I get to do Meet Joe Black. <laughs> do you think Inglorious is in no, there? I don't even care. I'm already apathetic. I think, <laughs> do you really want to do Troy? I do, man. I just have this heat about it. I'll lock it in with you, dude. Because the fact that you're that you have trepidation about it means that I think it's probably in the algorithm. The algorithm's like nobody would love to see this there. So I'm gonna do it. Inglorious bastards. I'm locking that well, in. Well, are you still gonna do Troy after that? No. No, we don't have to do Troy. If you're not on board, I don't want to do Troy. All right, I'll lock in Inglorious Bastards. That's both of you locked in? Yeah. Yeah. Bong bong. <laughs> <laughs> IODB's like, wait, who's Brad Pitt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meet Joe Black. Lock okay. it in. Watch. Lock it in. Okay. That's a double lock in. Meet Joe Black. Meet Joe Black. Yeah. A bong. Bong. Yeah. Read them to us, my friend. <laughs> Brad Pitt's top four. You are not, you are not going to be happy. <laughs> Is Troy in his no, top four? No, definitely not. At okay, Astro. No, it's... It, yeah, so Ad Astra, number one. Number one. Number one Ad Astra is. Number two, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Number three, guys, Moneyball. Oh, duh. Oh, man. And then yeah. number four, 12 Monkeys. Interesting choice. Okay, yeah. Wow. This is a Ooh. fun game. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> this is a fun game. <laughs> Let's do. Do you think? Hang Gopher on. Grace is in that movie. He is. Do we think we could get a Casey Affleck? He's also there. Because I think we could get a Casey. Someone has to be perfect. I don't think. Okay, so Jesse James, right? He's in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Manchester. Interstellar. Manchester by the Sea. Manchester. Interstellar. Yeah. Good. That's too big yeah. of a movie. No. I don't think he's in Interstellar. I don't think he's gonna be. Do you think Goodwill Hunting would be up there for him? It should. I don't know. Yeah, if Casey's too hard, we could do somebody else. I don't know. I was trying to think Julia Roberts, but hers feel like too many mm -hmm. little rom-coms are going to be in there and it's going to yeah. confuse us. I know Pretty Woman will be there for sure, but from there, uh, probably Aaron Brockovich, she won an Oscar for that, but that didn't work for Yeah. That didn't work for Brad. For Pitt. Um, uh, Damon. We've tried Damon. I've, I have guessed movies for Damon more times than I've seen my own reflection and I never okay, get it. Okay, so correct. we're not doing that. Don Cheadle is random. We could, could we do that? <laughs> yeah, we could give Don Cheadle a Hotel shot. Rwanda. Bonnie Rabo, Trouble. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do that. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> All right, let's do, let's do Casey. I'm ready. You guys could do Rusty Myers, a place security officer number one. Oh, I'm giving you some ideas. I don't know if you know this, but I built an entire Rusty Myers fan site on WordPress. Lusty for Rusty. <laughs> Let's do Casey. Okay, Casey Affleck. Let me pull up the youngest Fleck. All right. Ready to go. Ready when you are. Manchester by the Manchester sea. Manchester by the Lock sea. It Lock it in. Y'all are so in sync on that. And that's probably why it's a bing, 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 bing. What number? Number two. I, the anxiety of the lead up to the reveal of Bing Bing or Bong Bong <laughs> is pretty rough. Mm -hmm. I yes. apologize. Oh, yeah. No. 
The know? frequency of this game in some years is pretty cruel. Yeah. Um, the assassination of Jesse James. Jesse James, Magic Hour Robert Farm. Yep. <laughs> Is that what I sounded like? Kind of not Jay James. My Wi-Fi's no, I'm bad. just saying okay. it's the it's the longest title of all the, time. The the assassin. If we're close enough, I would I would count it as host. You're hosting now. Yeah, of course, of course, I'll count. It. Can we just call it Jesse the James? Assassination yeah, of, of Jesse James by the poet laureate mm-hmm. Bronte. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jesse James's big day. Lock it in. Lock it in. Uh, that's a bing bing. Cheers, my boys. That's number three yep. for Casey. Number three for Casey. Mm. My dude, if they've done a Nolan, it's usually in their top. You think so? You think Interstellar's in there? I Just do. Just playing a grown Just child a reminder, for five minutes. No pressure. Everybody's always playing a grown child. No pressure, but just a reminder that you do have to get both perfect because it's impossible yes. to get nine with zero on your first actor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We royally blew it, did we not? Yeah, we not beefed yet. it on Brad. Not yet. Can I tell you what I think it is? Huh? I do think it's Interstellar and Goodwill Hunting for his last two. Because that's a mix of modern and vintage, Casey. You think they're trying to make a perfect meal over on IMDb? No, no, they're definitely not. Uh, I trust you, dude. I, it's all I, that's all I can do. You've been here. Show, Let's try Interstellar. Show me the way, Tumnus. How do I get around around in this place? <laughs> Interstellar, lock it in. Lock it in. Interstellar, Casey Affleck, uh, bong. Yep. Bong. Yep. Goodwill Hunting, lock it in. Let's try it. Lock it in. Is that a lock in from both of you? Mm-hmm. Goodwill Hunting, a bong. So number one and yeah, number that's four a bong we did bong. not get. That's a bong bong. Tell us, Casey. Yeah. Number one, Gone Baby Gone. Oh, dude, my bad. Should have got that. Number two, Manchester by the Sea. Number three, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Poet Laureate Nobel Prize winner Robert Ford. <laughs> and number by four. By Robert Frost, two paths diverged in a wood. He <laughs> took the one less travel where he killed Jesse James. <laughs> number four. And if you guys want to pop your headphones out so this one doesn't hurt, that is okay. It is Ocean's Eleven. Phenomenal. I love that. Look at oh it. You remember goodness. how I started this whole thing? Uh, <laughs> we're going to do Julia Roberts for 500 points. Okay. Can I... <laughs> Can I tell you, can I run you through George Clooney's top four if you're going to do Julia Roberts just so you can see how uh, marooned you would have been on that one as well, probably? Yeah. They're all, yeah. They're all uh, movies you've heard up of. Up in the air. Yeah. Uh, the, the Oscar one that's just like one word, Syria or something. I can't remember no. what it's called. Okay. Not there. Dingo. Ides of March. Ides of March is there. Uh, good night and good luck. And Michael Clayton round out George Clooney's top four. Yeah. You know those wow, two George. good movies that George is really, really known for? Wow, George. Egg. Julia Roberts, pretty woman, lock it in. Yeah. Lock it in. A bing bing, number one. Uh, pretty woman. Ah, uh, Aaron Brockovich, lock it in. Aaron Brockovich, lock it in. Uh, a bing bing, number two. <laughs> okay. Quick, quick, name two rom coms she's been in. <laughs> Ooh, did she do that one? Oh. <laughs> you burped it. Whatever it was, you burped it. You said, Run away, bride. Lock it in. Sure. Yeah, I'll co sign. Bong bong. She might not even been in the movie, dude. I'm going to be honest. I think do she was. Think- I do believe she Book is, is not in there, the movie. Gosh. I was going to say, I do you that. think? It's not. Um, do you, but, but hang on. 
really think about it. In the spirit of my lovely co-host, I'm going to say Shrek 2, lock it in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What joy fills my heart? No, of course not. Bong, bong. But I love it so much. No, Julia Roberts is Pretty Woman, number one. Number two, Aaron Brockovich. Number three, Closer or Closer, one of the two. Okay. Not sure. And then number four, My Best Friend's Wedding. My Best Friend's Wedding. I know it had something to do with the wedding. Guys, to end this Always. wonderful Maximum Monday that we've had, we're going to end on a question from Riley who asks, what are the end credit, what's the end credit song to your movie, to the life, Ooh. to the movie that is your life? What song is playing Ooh. on the end credits? I, I actually have thought about this before and I do have an answer locked and loaded. Uh, I'm going to play, I'm going to go- do a bit of Googling and see how much of, a, of these songs we could legally play. Just stack them all on top of each other? <laughs> yeah, make one big, the ultimate in credit song. <laughs> I need to make sure that I have the right song. One second. I know what I want, but I can't remember the title. Is it Don't Stop or Don't Start Believing? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Okay. I do want to miss a thing. Wait, no, no. Wait, no. I don't want to miss nothing. Well, I do want to miss something. I ain't, I ain't want to miss even once. I ain't, I ain't not going to miss that. I ain't never tried to miss even one time. So don't, don't I let nobody come. I even dream of you. <laughs> the sweetest thing I'll never do. I still miss, I miss you, baby. baby. And I ain't going to miss no thing. <laughs> okay. My song, I'm Carter. Even one time. Credit scroll. <laughs> And you hear James yeah. Taylor's Sun on the Moon. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. It starts with that's this the one wonderful like, choir hit. And then it's just this fun, yeah. like, it feels like he they wrote it improvisationally. But it was one of my favorite yes. songs when I was a kid because it just hit me in a certain way. Sun on the Moon would be. Uh, have we talked about how much we both love James yes. Taylor? Yes. Okay. I'm sure we have. Yes. Very good. Like on his James album, Taylor. Never Die Young. Uh, Mm-hmm. I believe it was 88. Yeah, wow. 1988. Ooh. I'm Doge. Uh, very similar vein. The closing credits song for my life is the opening track of Dan Fogelberg's 1974 album Souvenirs called Part of the Plan. Oh, how fun is that? I'm Jordan. These are not, by the way, I'm sorry, I hate to cut you off. These are, Carter, so far you and I have not given answers anybody outside of the two of us are interested in at all. This is not what Riley wanted to hear. Pretty sure I'm about to round it out. Pretty sure I'm about to round it out in a similar vein. So don't even trip. Uh, Because I didn't, I also have known mine since we asked the question. I'm Jordan and obviously it is. Yes. Yeah. Simple plan. No, it's Kyrie by Mr. Mr. And I didn't even oh have to think God. about it for a second. This honest, this only helps our brand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our brand of three old dads have a podcast. Now, Kyrie by our, Mr. Mr. is a top, one of my top. That Between yeah. that and Man in Motion love theme from St. Elmo's Fire written yeah. by uh, uh, da- uh, David Wallace? David Foster Wallace? David Foster Wallace? Yeah, yeah. he did a bunch no, of stuff. no. No, that's you not always it. can assume that. That's like the pretty Meryl sure Streep in Trivial Pursuit. You know, it's like ah, yeah, pretty sure it is him. Pretty sure it was her. Um, John Parr. Ooh. 
Yeah, but I, it, David Foster Wallace, Wallace wrote it. I'm about 90% positive. Hmm. Hot um, that song slaps. So, but yeah, it's Kyrie by Mr. Mr. Yeah, and we are th- three old dads trapped in young man's bodies. Always have been, always will be, I think. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, thanks, Discord. Bye. Thanks, Discord. Thanks, that Discord. was in the box. And and that's what's, what's in, in the, the box. box. <laughs> what's in the box? Okay. <laughs> How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.